All right, we're back. It's been a it's been over a month. It's been a month and a day, and uh, but this episode is brought to you by CVA. We got an Optima that we'll be using this season, and a new Paramount, and we're pretty pumped. We killed some deer with the Paramount. Almost shot some deer with the Acura, and until you screwed it up, we're already uh, talking about some. Late season muzzleloader tags. I didn't draw my Iowa tag, my late season Iowa tag, but we'll definitely be hitting up the home state of Nebraska, chasing some muzzleloader deer. But uh, new hunter, newhunter.org members have a hefty CVA discount code. Uh, probably our best. Yep. So if you're interested in getting the muzzleloader, in- interested in maybe doing some mentor short mentorship or, or being mentored, you got a good gig to be able to have a lot of good discounts in CVA. It's the top. It's a good discount. So check it out, newhunter.org. Man, just like that, it's summertime. Just summer. I could skip this season, personally. Man, it's, it feels... Yeah, turkey season just went by like that. And now we're, it's already June 19th. That's insane. Got a good, got our first good buck trail cam pick last night. We did, yep. And guess who it is, Tom? Tommy. Can you give me a little more? A little more here? A little more, a little more hearing? Oh, sure. Uh, thank you. Man, it's Tommy. Who would have thunk? Everybody. Number one homebody the last three years. He's showing his face again, and he's got a split brow. We knew he was going to. I mean, it was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the next five days, he was going to show up. Yep. I think the la- I think the first time we had him last year was the 24th. Mm-hmm. So a few days off, but <clears throat> man, the guy is clockwork. He's clockwork. He's he's I mean we we can only really see the base. He's got a decent decent growth already. Yep. I, I was surprised by the growth. Um It's funny, he got his name from my brother in law because like from year two to three he made a big jump. Like big pretty jump. pretty big jump. Big jump. But then three to four he just maybe added like ten inches. Nothing. And then width. <laughs> Basically just width. Yeah. He just like he basically had the same rack and just opened super up a symmetrical bit. ten. Yep. And then this year he's sporting a kicker on his right, so it could be a six by five. Yep. Probably in the, I don't know, three year old. What would you say? He's a one thirty five. Yeah. Then he's a one forty five last year. Yep. So we were expecting a one fifty five. I think he. I think he's Love anywhere in to the get over the one sixty. Yeah, he's he's right. He's flirting with one sixty. I bet this year. I think that's a deer that when you kill him, he gains a couple inches on the ground. I don't know. We'll see what what he looks like in a month. But, I mean, there's no deer that we've had more history with in yeah. the stand yep. on trail camera. Um, so, yeah, that pick was... If there's a buck we can kill early season, it's him. Yeah. We've just never tried because this is the first year. He's five now. Yeah. So, but, I mean, even early would be... We, we, we could... I expect to kill him late October, mm-hmm. and that would still be early for us. 
Yeah, but he's sweet. That's it. That's the only buck we've had. Yeah, still expecting sticker eight. Yep, he should give us some picks. Yep. We should look back on last year when he showed. I think it was July. Mm-hmm. Um, who else are we maybe looking for? Some some of the younger guys. Yeah, we had like random picks of like Segundo, um, Young Ten. That weird dead. funky deer. Young Ten was our, our <coughs> main guys. Yep. We'll see. Yeah, you never know who's gonna quite show up summertime. <clears throat> but yeah, that's. That's the season we're in right now. We're we should say we're live from the Kansas City. Um, it's late. We got it. We had a full day of work. We came down here, brought my son Ridge. Uh, he'll be four in September, but we've been gone. We've been traveling a lot, and I just felt like we should take him down. Traveling a lot, meaning three days. Three days. No, no, just recently, and then we had a we were busy all day. Yes, um, Saturday. Yep. So it just felt like <clears throat> I should probably take him along. Uh, so let's talk about our trip. Went to the old Gainesville. Home of uh, bear archery. Sort of, yeah. I mean, it's the, what What would you call that? The manufacturing plant? Yeah, I think they, they might do some stuff in, in Indiana, but that this seems like Indiana is more their um, business side yeah. of stuff. They really started in Michigan. Yep. Um but then moved down and Fred was getting old. Man, we have been, Bear Archery was one of our first. Number one, dude. Quote, unquote, sponsors. Yeah. And they've treated us well. We've treated them well. We've shot some picks for them. It's been a symbiotic relationship. It has. And to be honest, like, we've we've discussed I will openly say this on the podcast. We discussed when we were shooting different bow brands and we got partnered with Bear, we took a dip. Like the first few compounds we shot at Bear were not as good as what we were shooting. We were we we had shot Hoyt, we had shot you had shot a Bowtech, mm-hmm. we had shot some other bow brands. Matthew, without a doubt, Bear is the goat of trad. Always oh, has been. Gosh, nobody nobody's on nobody's yeah. on the planet. even close. Which goes a long way, mm-hmm. but their compound game has always been just a step behind. Until I would say the refine in twenty twenty one was a was leaps and bounds. Okay, but this last fall they dropped the execute thirty and thirty two, the EKO cam, and it is as good as any bow in the market. It's in the conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. It's not number one. I mean, I, I don't shoot the other bows to see, but I'm like, if you are a... My, my, my thing is, if you're shooting a Matthews right now, or you're shooting a Hoyt, or you're shooting a PSE or Prime, if you pick up the XQ30 or 32 from Bear, you're going to be like, that's a dang good bow. You're not going to be like, oh, gosh, that's, that's rough, guys. That's a, you're going to be like, this is a bow. This feels like the bow I'm shooting. From any other company. Maybe. I mean, I don't shoot the... Better than any other year that Bear's ever done. Oh, man. I mean, amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. the best shooter by 
long slot. So, and it, this next fall's bow, which we saw down there, is even a level up for sure. I mean, they 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 took what the XQ was and then added a few co- cool things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we'd always love to see more, you know. But they they're doing a really good job. Like yeah, they are innovating, figuring it out. Um, they're the best. They they are the leader and ready to hunt bows. They're the re, they're the leader of like your first bow. Yeah. Your second bow. I'd, yeah. Your I'd, beginning I'd package. venture to say like, even like if we just looked at industry people, like we like handpicked like a hundred in industry bow hunters, I'd say 50% at least were shooting bear right away. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, they make, they make a, a ready to hunt bow for four to 500 bucks. So you could, you could grab, you could buy and they and go kill those them. bows do so well. So sometimes like they're ready to hunt stuff. Those does very well, and their trad stuff does very well. So sometimes maybe top of the line compound isn't isn't always isn't always like the first thing that they're working on. Yep. But they've always done a good job, and it's been. I mean, we've loved working with them. Yep. And it, it was great to see everything in Gainesville. Like so many people don't know, like made in the USA, right there. We saw them all. Yep. All getting Putting made. the bows together, yep. yep. Cutting them, dipping them, um, at least the compounds, dipping the compounds, spraying them, um, assembling them, boxing them up, and shipping them out. I mean, the bows, the the uh, the trad bows. I mean, we saw the we saw the like two by fours that get cut into like a basically like a mold, and then I mean, then they're sanded down by hand, put into a press, glued. I mean. It's it is handcrafted. I mean, there are people doing things with their hands at every single station with those trap bells. Yeah. It's not it's not two by fours. It's confusing. No, no, no. But I mean, that's what it looks like. Like it looks like there's just it's planks of different, very high end and exotic woods. I mean, they had yeah. Purple Heart. They had I, I don't know all all the names that they're using. Like yeah, tons stuff. of exotics they have there. Yeah, a lot of maple. Yep, curly maple. Yep, but just I mean insane to see it all put together and i mean honestly the coolest part about working with bear is the history of the company being with fred bear i mean the father of archery like you really have to tip your hat if you shoot a bow today with where it's come i mean because he really i mean he popularized it and he put it on the map and i mean it's pretty crazy i mean we 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 met with um Neil Bice. And we went to his office and the first thing he says was this was Mr. Bear's office back in the day. It's just crazy to be like, this is where he was hanging out. This was his day to day office. Yep. He's got he's got so much to say. Like yep. and it's like you want to let him talk. Yeah. Like we, we were able to have lunch with him too the next day and um like I, I think total I might have asked him like three questions and I mean it filled the hour of lunch. Yep. You know? Um, cause he's got, he's got so much knowledge and, and it's guys like us that need to listen cause he's not going to do it forever. Right. Yeah. I mean, they've got bows, um, that have been built back like mid 1900s. Um, some of the first, like some of the first additions to the, like of the main bows that they have in their line, um, being able to grab those and just look at them and it's pretty crazy. Gotta gotta respect that. But yeah, we were down there, shot a bunch of content for Bear. Um, which uh which 
was great. Um, photo stuff, video stuff, promotional yeah. stuff for the, this next next year's drop, all that kind of stuff. What else would you like to say? We've there? also uh, got a fun project coming in the works. Very fun. The next year that you guys will will see eventually. And yep. Um, yeah. What's your pitch for somebody to shoot a bare bow? I don't know. Like, you're not being a great. You're not being a great brand brand uh, supporter right now. No, I have I have a lot of great stuff to say about Bear. You should start. If, if you're if you're the guy that's like I'm going to spend the most money on the bow, then you're not going to buy Bear. Sure. And you didn't. You saw the most expensive bow of shields, and you're like, that's the one I want. Ten years ago, I did. Yep. But there are so like if like if a mature bow hunter would shoot Bear. Yes, because you're getting this. You can kill just the same amount of animals. Yep, and shoot it just as well. Yep, but you save eight hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks yep. if you're buying top. What's top, the, of, top of the line? What was the execute this last year? Like eleven, I think. And Matthews, you're talking like seventeen or eighteen, I think. Yeah, which is just a mainly a flex. It's a marketing thing. Yeah, yeah. They just want a bow. They don't put they don't put that money into the bow. It's just you they, can they yeah. Price it bear. Way. I mean, oh my gosh! Like if you're getting into it, like you're dumb to start anywhere else. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like bear. It, like they've got everything for you to be successful. I mean, if you don't know, they're ready to hunt packages. Like it's a bow. It comes with a quiver, an arrow rest, a sight, um, stabilizer. Like literally, and there's like they they have D loops and. And everything tied Keep in there. That, yeah, I think it's so all it's like you there. literally grab it and it starts flinging arrows. Like, and I mean, they have those kits for, I mean, four to six hundred bucks. And I mean, it's just you're ready to hunt. You're you're, you're going. Yeah, it's crazy. Awesome trip down there. We're going to go again. My pitch is, um, I mean, you can't beat your what you said. I mean, it is like the price point stuff is just. Nobody can compete. But, gosh, if you're just like, I, I, I mean, in the last two years, we've hunted to fi- like over 50 days of fall. And the bows have been extremely reliable. And they shoot, I mean, they shoot money. Like, I have zero complaints with what, what they are. And now, I'm not like a, I'm not like a OCD gear guy. If if it if I can shoot arrows and it just hits the middle of the target exactly where I'm aiming aiming over and over, then I'm I'm fine. Like I don't need to know everything about a bow. You don't need to know your airway. Nope, I don't give a damn. The, yeah. Nope, I shoot it in the lungs and I just I can't tell you what my arrow weight is right now. It's upper four hundreds. I think it's like probably four seventy or four eighty. But I'm like, it if it gets the job done, then it's gonna be my hands kind of thing. And so it's like. My pitch is like, gosh, give them a chance. They've been on the back burner for a while, I think. Freaking uh, a couple things. ATA ranked execute like number one. It was very well done. And so I'm like, man, I know we work with them and stuff, but like completely unbiased. I think if you're, whether you're a veteran archer or not, man, if you pick up one of their newer bows, I mean, the execute in this one coming out this fall, you'll, you'll be very happy. And it's just like, it's awesome to shoot for for bear. Like it's awesome to have a bear bow when you're hunting. 
Like, because that's like, yeah. if you if you're shooting a different brand, it's because of Bear. Yeah, it's because of Fred. We should expose Matthews, the Proving Grounds, mm. straight from Bear Archery. Yep. I hope this goes viral. <laughs> um, they were doing it long before. Yeah, Bear Archery was doing it long before Matthews. Like, the you should actually grounds. it comes you should, from. Um, you should like re say this, and I'll use it on a reel. How should I say it? <laughs> we need to expose Matthews. Because Proving Grounds, like the, I think it's a video series they do, it has straight from bear archery. Like you can't, no matter what, where you are in the archery industry, industry, it comes back to bear. Like Proving Grounds is literally, there's a sign behind bear archery that says Proving Grounds. That's been there since the, like the 1970s. I mean, that's 1980s. where they, I mean, that's where they did, I mean, that's where they did all their yeah. tests. Like, yeah, it's literally what, and the Matthews stole it and used it for their thing and I mean, I'm sure it's not like stealing us, but they bear didn't probably have rights to it, but it's just like they, everything comes back to bear, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it is the father. And I mean, Mr. Mr. Bear, they, they call him down there in Gainesville, man, he seemed to be the guy. He seemed to be like a genuine human, but like people started to know that he was a celebrity. Like we talked to Neil Bice, who was, he's like the last like student that like, like worked under him technically. I think that's what they kind of yeah. call him. And, um, I mean, he worked day to day with, with Mr. Bear and like the connection there you could see was just strong. Yeah. Very strong. Questions brought tears, like just yep. and thinking about it, you know? Yep. So it seemed like not only is he like, a, I mean, he's a legend, but he also was a good human being. So anything else about Gainesville? We had a great time hanging out at an Airbnb with, uh, our bear guy. Caleb and we drink a couple uh, what did you have us drinking Pacificos yep not bad and uh, he cost cost me a game um, of cornhole yeah he did Uh, sent us over 21 twice and that was the last last time we could do it that's tough (laughs) but yeah no it was a great time down there love doing stuff for for brands that we've been working for for a long time and man I hope we continue to work with them for a long time September. Yep. Let's get that, to the meat and bones of this. That's, what we, want, that's what we want to talk about. How to be successful for September. What, what's, what's a good September? You know? When Looks, I think it, when I think of September, I don't, even, I don't always I think, think of it's hot. I think, of, I think, I think of, of muleys. I think of muleys and I think of just like sun. Yeah. I think you're just roasting your ass off all day. Yeah. The first, first half let's get into a couple things Tom September your success in September there's one thing by one thing in July one thing reps arrow reps that's all that matters because if you're doing it you're going to be successful that's That's all it is if you're not then you're not going to be our best years of shooting like we killed more animals September was just good Yep. That's plain and simple. Last year was fantastic. What are you doing for reps, Tom? Not enough right now. No. What 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 will you get to in the next two months? Um bi weekly at least. Like let's let's hear some numbers. Um <clears throat> so I, I shoot in my backyard. I have a little backdrop that I use so I don't 
Um, Not anymore. You don't. I got the target in my house. Yeah, I, I was for the longest time. Um, and I'll have to get that back. Nope, you're not. Um, Although Mac did inform me that she thinks there's a daycare behind my house. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if we could keep that in here. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's not shoot if there's a daycare back there. No, I'm not shooting back there anymore. And I didn't think there was a daycare. Let's be honest. Like, like it, if anything, it's, never it's, not, it's not like a full-blown daycare. It's like an in-home maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the, it's not like bubbles and blocks next door. No, <laughs> correct. Um, and to be clear, like, you know, like, accidents just don't happen anymore. Like, when I, like, the the issue, like, the thing, like, everyone's like, what if, like, something happened and you flung an arrow into the back end of the neighbor's house? I'm like, that's never going to happen. Well, it could. See, the way I do it is I draw my bow, like, pointed into the ground. Yeah, and no, then I, I rise up yeah, to the I understand. So it's not like I'm just like full on flinging arrows into. All right, probably wouldn't do that too far, but. Um, so, I mean, when it's getting down to it, I'm doing, I'm doing, not daily, but almost in my backyard, and I'm hitting further ranges twice a week. Yeah, that's that's like what I want to be doing. But you think? But the last two years, the last week? two weeks, the last two weeks. I mean, I'm almost I'm at that range almost daily. Yeah. Every other day. Shooting broadheads a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I get to. I mean. It, it's kind of, we're kind of in a weird spot now because we're, we're, like, we're going to be spit, be sent new bows. Yeah. So, like, nothing I'm shooting now, besides my arrows, will I be shooting. Yep. In the fall. So, it's kind of just, like, muscle memory right now. Like, yep. just getting used to that. Um, Just continuing it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And like sometimes I get to the range and I like to shoot a lot. And sometimes like tonight down here at the 80, I sent two arrows, both at like 56, 57 yards and just both just on the money heart shots. And I'm just like, well, I'm good. But sometimes you just need to put the reps in. And that is that that dictates your, your September. I remember when we first found that out and then I hard punched my muley in yeah. Idaho. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you live somewhere where you can shoot in your backyard, like countryside kind of deal, you have no excuse. Gosh, just fling them, dude. I wish someday. We're what? still in the confines of city right now. What else for September? Good clothing comes to mind. Yep. Because like, it's it's kind of all about staying cool. Yep. And when because you, you're gonna get sweaty a lot. Yep. Be really uncomfortable. The other thing about September is. Um, Non-resident hunts out west. September is our is our Idaho month. It's our it's our Colorado month. If it's people just looked Nebraska at month, if people just looked at our uh, September, they'd be like, "You guys are Western hunters." Yep, because we don't chase a whitetail usually, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, the reason we do that, I mean, obviously, because elk are rutting in September, and velvet bucks are bachelored up in September, and, and whitetails season's we've, open. We've never had a consistent whitetail in September. Nope. Season's open in September in those Western stuff. So it's like, that's where we have, uh, doing it. I mean, full time. That's where we've, where we've gone the last few years. So, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you got to think elk is is a big piece in our September too. Yeah. You got to put together, you got to put honestly with tags, you got to put together your September in advance with, 
tags. Like that's our biggest thing. I mean, all of the tags. That's the Idaho you got in December. Yep. Elk got in March, and just drew. Nebraska's still over the counter. What else do we hunt? September. Yeah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. which we can apply for whenever. So, um, yeah, I mean, lots of Western stuff. I mean, lots of long days. Like the days are just long and hot, and having some merino is definitely helpful. Um, what else? How do you kill a whitetail in September? I tell, a I'll, I'll tell you how you kill one. Okay. You don't hunt, and then you kill them in October. Mm. That's how you kill your September whitetail. No, I, th- I think there's ways to get them. Oh, there's another way. Um, be rich and own really good ground. Mm. No. no. I'd say um, you can absolutely do it on public, but... It's, it's, you're hoping that they're still on their summer pattern. Yep. And that, like, you're able to get, like, not going in too early, scouting them for two, three days in advance. Yep. And then seeing them do the same thing every night and then yep. jump. Yep. I think that's it. And I also think it's like, you have, like, the beginning, you have, like, the beginning of the season in your hands. Like, they're not, a lot of deer haven't been hunted yet. So, like, you still have got, like, that first hunt luck. Yeah. Like you still have that deer that's going to screw up the first time of the season, you know? I think that's a big I think that's a big thing that can help you out. Like make aggressive isn't a word I would like to use for whitetails in September, but it's also like man, those first few hunts go where you want to go because the deer haven't been touched yet and pressures like they they don't feel the pressure yet. So like they might do a few other things they're not going to do in a few weeks. Yeah. Still highly visible. Food, water. Yep. Food source is big. I mean, like green food sources. You know, in my mind, I'm not interested in sitting the corn yet. I'm interested in sitting the beans. I'm interested in sitting water, especially if it's hot. Mm hmm. And, um, the way our Septembers have gone, there's one hunt that um, we've we've really cut our teeth on, and that's uh, western mule deer, especially in Nebraska. And uh, one of these days, maybe this next week, we'll do a master class on spot and stock hunting because it's something that we have uh, spent a lot of time on in Nebraska. But that is one thing that helps your September is being able to experience a lot of different types of hunting scenarios because like the spot and stock game is like a lot of what we do in September. And that really entails understanding the habits of deer, how long they're going to stick into an area where they might want to go, how to read topo when you are glassing a spot and when you move in on the spot. Um, just ha- being able to read that when you're looking at a hillside from 800 yards and then when you're on top of that hillside is very difficult. Like the mental notes you're taking of what things look like, what hills are, what height, what plants are in those hills. 
things around where the deer was bedded, things like that. That's what I, that's a lot of September. Um, yep. Yeah. You've got the Colorado archery tag this year. Yep. We're going early season because we have Wisconsin hunt late. Yep. Hurts a little bit. We'll be honest. I mean, it'd be great to hunt that time again. That late season. We're, I mean, we are dumb not to. I mean, we're, we're pretty dumb not to. I mean, yeah. we broke the code last year up there. Yep. But it's just the way things are laying. Yeah. We can absolutely still have success. How, how, how will we have success early season in September? Wallow, but we've all, like, we've heard them bugling up there a lot. Yeah. And so it's going to, it's going to be a spike camp. It's going to be, it's going to be long days kind of deal. You're just going to have to, Sit it out. You're yeah. you're gonna have to spend the days at the wallows. You're gonna yeah. Have to, you're basically you're just gonna be waiting all day. Yes. You know. Yep. And it's it's about being sharp when the time comes. Yep. Just patience. Patience game. It's gonna. It could really suck until it doesn't. Yep. That's exactly how it's gonna go. I mean, the, like the second. Before it happens, it's gonna be it's just gonna suck. suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But man, I mean, once these months start rolling by, especially once the calendar comes over to July, it's gonna be full on September mode for me. Yeah, I mean, it's just like something happens, and as like as long and hot as those days are. There's nothing like watching that sun start to lower in the sand hills and you see your first mule deer butt and you don't know what it is and you're popping the glass up frantically just like what is that? I mean, seeing a big old velvet, it's a velvet velvet rack or something just raking or just even if it is some does, I mean, I don't care. That that is the bomb. I mean, especially mm-hmm. if you're like if they're just popping out in different places you just know it's bound to happen. I mean, it's pretty fun. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, September. Like, if I'm gonna keep, if I'm gonna keep one month in the fall, it's October. I mean, I'll blow right by September. But like, there are some things in September that only September brings. I mean, big bull elk bugling in your face. I mean, just getting tight and velvet mule deer, just wrecking yourself on those deer, sweating your butt off. Yeah, it's a good time. So, but first, man, rule number one, Reps. get that bow shooting in. I mean, we've said it before, but the number one thing that kept new hunters when we were hunting, all of our new hunter hunts, the biggest thing that keeps them from success and meat in the freezer is their weapon. No. It's not true at all. Yeah, it is. It's their mind. Because oh, we had great shooters. It was their it's their mind absolutely yeah but it's, I mean it's, it's, it's the lack arrow. of experience their arrow isn't hitting where where it's because to. of their mind they're great shots I know but I think uh, they, I think they, a lot I think have more a, reps just does better it's they're they're target shooters that aren't used to aiming at a deer and then the adrenaline that comes with it it's not it's not it, yeah you're wrong. It, they they're very good with their bows. We saw them shoot at the block. Very, All I'm very saying well. is, you can't like, you can't really control your mind like until it happens. Like, you just have to have reps. 
with that, but like that helps a ton. That helps a ton, but you still like it's where to where to aim. It's it it's the feeling that you're having. It's the big rack that you're seeing. Yep. That's what kept new hunters from filling tags, not reps. The reps were there. For, Valid for, point. for experienced guys, it's it's reps, absolutely. Yeah. Like, if you've been hunting for 10 years and you're still, like, having a rough September, you're not shooting enough. Yep. I can think of hunters on social media that could help their game a lot if they shot. I know, I know a couple guys that could change things around pretty quick. Yep, including ourselves. Yep. Last September, man, we opened it up with uh, South Dakota antelope. First day, you killed it. I killed my... Nebraska, Muley three, third day, third day. Yeah. first first arrow, that trip, I think. I don't think yeah, flung any else. Um, so I mean, we went two for two our first trip out because our arrows hit money. Yep. Mostly, you kind of effed up your your antelope, but yeah, my first shot wasn't great. No. But what was that range? Fifty something? Yeah. And on crosswind, it, man. The wind is rough. Well I think I think with that, <clears throat> sure I had wind. Um more than anything yeah, it was, what was that? it was resistant. My first shot on an animal with my resistant release and I I didn't eat lunch. I remember leaving the truck being like I'm u I was used to finger punching deer. Yeah. And like whatever happened, happened. And if I made a bad shot, I'd figure it out. But with the resistance, you, like, you're not able to do that. Your body needs to be, like, pretty. Yeah. Because it, it's going to, yeah, things just change with that resistance release if you're not how you should be or how you practice. Yep. And I, I think that's what got me. I ended up making a a good 30-yard shot mm-hmm. that, that sealed the deal. But And, it, like, my first shot was lethal enough that, like, he was hurting really bad. And the part mm-hmm. of that issue was that he was starting to move. So shooting moving animals is yeah. kind of a joke. But um, you made a great shot in your melee. What was that? I mean, I ranged them at 45. Then they busted out probably 10 yards, so maybe mid-50. Quarter mm-hmm. away, arch shot, or lungs, whatever. And then you flung, what, one arrow at an elk? Yeah. Shot. Shot I shouldn't probably Through. shot I shouldn't have taken because I had a certain sight on my bow that um It was I, just out of sight, out of range. Yeah, it was. I was aiming above my last pin just a little bit. Cause I was used to shooting that yardage, but not with that sight. Because I had to swap it out yeah. for Western hunts. Um I made some good shots. I made some good calls to not shoot earlier on that trip. Um, yep. So I, I pay attention to those, but you always learn stuff every fall. If you could keep one hunt in September, what are you keeping? What do you mean? You get to hunt one hunt for the rest of your life in September. Um, Nebraska muleys. Same. Giving up the running elk. Yep. <laughs> yeah, me too. I love elk, but um, 
We always talk about it. Um, when we're on our elk hunt, we're looking at trail cam picks from whitetails. I don't know. Just it's just there's just a certain I don't know. It's just there's just something. Don't be ashamed. What? Don't be ashamed. Don't hide it. No, they're they're just like there's some guys that hunt the first to the thirty thirtieth of September, and like that's all they care about. Mm-hmm. Like screw white tails, muley, muleys, like. But there are so many other guys that are like it's just white tails, you know. Yeah. And I think we're a good mix. Like I love elk hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, like ah man, I, like if there's something that hurts from last year, it's the elk hunt. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've never killed an elk. Um. So. That's something that I absolutely am going to make happen. But, And I drew a, a rifle tag actually this year. So, yeah, I like my odds. Yeah. What's your, uh, what's a successful September in your, your mind for this fall? What do you need? I need Idaho or Colorado. Yeah, that's it. Those are two very big trips and one of those needs to be successful. Wisconsin is just going to be fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like doing this full time, I, I look at trips like how much how much does it cost? Yeah. Idaho is a big cost. Colorado is a big cost. Wisconsin's like not a, a huge cost. And I still feel like um we can have really good luck on that side too. I think that Idaho tag is like my I mean, you have the Idaho tag. That's I'm the like, hardest tag to that. fill. Uh, That's I'm, the hardest tag to fill. Yeah. So I'm like, that one would be epic. Yeah. Like, even on, like, a three-and-a-half-year-old buck. I'm not, I won't shoot that. You're not shooting that. I would be pumped with a three-and-a-half-year-old or better. But you're looking like a, what are you going to try to, what's, what's, what's going to be your level there? It's I need at least three bigger or four than days. what yours. Yeah. Bigger than what you have already. I have a good three, three-year-old, I think. One, what, what mid-140s? Yeah, 140, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I need it. I just want to, yeah. I want a heavy buck. Will that happen? Like I'll absolutely be flexible. Would I be happy with a younger buck day five seven? Definitely. Yeah. But those first couple of days, I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna be looking for an older buck. Yep. I I would love to do that. I mean, but man. All I want is for like a big bull to come to a wall though. Like thirty. I mean that would be we have we ever had like that situation really? But it happens. We've we yeah, I know, and and it happens. Like every every experienced elk hunter, I'm like they always say hunt in early season. Yeah. Like early season is the time to kill the big bulls. Yeah. Because they don't know. You get there September one, yep. Boom. Kill them. And with our experience knowing where where things are, it's going to come down to if there's how many other dudes are there. No, it's going to come down to because if they feel if you're patient enough, I can be patient. My thing is if they're feeling it, like if they're already feeling pressure early season, they like if be. they're already if there's guys up up high or whatnot, they won't. You just wait it out, grab a book, and hang out. <sighs> That's a September. 
let's get an Idaho Idaho muley down and a big old Colorado elk. I hope that and the Colorado country elk camera on the Kansas City. I hope the Colorado elk hunt goes quick. Yeah, because then we can just get out the Idaho quicker. But we'll see. Summertime. <clears throat> yep. Well, shoot your bow, and I hope you all have uh, September tags to fill. You know, if at the minimum you're just going to shoot a, shoot a meat doe on the back 40, wherever you hunt, public, fill the freezer with a big old nanny. Slick. Yeah, and if you're listening if you're listening to us and you're like, I'm not going to shoot my bow that much, at the very least, the last week, every day, there. every day at because you're going to notice changes from day one to day five. Yep. To day seven, you know. Yep. All right, well, we got more work to put in. We should probably uh, hit the hay. And Thanks for listening. We've got, um, we're going to be changing up our little, our podcast platform here before too long. So stay tuned to that. But hopefully maybe next week. Maybe we should just put in what the mean, docket. What do you mean changing our podcast? Platform? We're going to start filming these son of guns. Yeah, that's not like our platform. That's just... No, but... Um, yeah, we're going to start filming these suckers and add some consistency. Yep, yep. Next week, let's just plan on next week, we're going to talk about spot and stocking and how we go through that whole thing mentally, physically, gear-wise, what you want. And, um, man, let's have some great Septembers. All right, peace. Signing off.